Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol Jesus 911. We are. Uh, oh, go ahead. We are back. This is Jesse and Anita. And uh, we are here with our spiritual warfare uh, show. We have lots of um, exciting uh, news and topics that we're going to be covering. Uh, but first, we want to uh, cover what's the, this month. The yep, month, month of July. Very yeah, important. The, yeah, the Precious Blood of Jesus. That's why I'm wearing red. So, um, so the Feast of the Precious Blood of our Lord was instituted in 1849 by Pius IX. But the devotion is an is as old as Christianity. Oh, yeah. So, it goes all the way yeah. back to the cross of Christ. Yeah. So we got history between the precious yeah. blood, right? And by the way, I don't know. When you look at all the verses that talk about we're saved or washed or redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus in the mm-hmm. New Testament, it's just dozens and dozens. Yes. That's the whole theology of, of Catholic Christianity. Yes. Is we're saved, redeemed, washed by the blood of Jesus. So the the month of, uh, of July, make sure that you uh, invoke the precious blood of Jesus. There's a litany to yes. the precious blood of Jesus. Jesus. Do those, if you can, you know, do, do them uh, a couple of times this month. The Anima Christi is another powerful prayer yes. calling the precious blood of yeah. Jesus. Yeah, especially after Mass. That's yeah. a beautiful prayer after you receive communion. Absolutely. You know, calling the blood of Jesus. Yeah. By the way, we're on our way right after the show. We're on our way to Northern California, San Pablo, California. We're going to be at a um, parish. Yes. I'm um, going to be speaking at... Uh, uh, tonight, uh, there'll be a youth... Uh, uh, talk and then tomorrow will be morning will be English and then in the afternoon will be Spanish. And the talk. name of the parish is. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll tell the next. Segment. I'll tell you the next. Segment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just want to mention I, also, I'm going to be speaking at a, at a spiritual warfare conference July 28th and 29th in Indianapolis. It's with Corpus Christi for Unity and Peace. Uh, the website is Corpus Christi Corpus Christi for Unity and Peace dot org. Corpus Christi for Unity and Peace.org. That's July 28th, 29th, Indianapolis. It's a spiritual Yeah, we'd like conference. to see you there. It's going to be yeah. exciting. Jesse's going to speak, and two other priests will be speaking out. And you know one of them, probably uh, Father Paul Kalchek, will from be Church speaking. From Church Militant, yeah. From Church Militant, he'll Absolutely. be there. Absolutely. And then also there's an upcoming event on Thursday, right? Next Thursday for... Oh, yeah, the, ch- the Church Militant the, uh, prayer uh, rally over in Washington, D.C. I'll be participating in that as well so yes for those of you that are going to plan on going out there well we'll see you out there i'm going to be the mc at the rally hey i just want to mention let's get right to the topics uh yeah. i want to start off with the good news topic yes let's in, start d- off with during the, the spiritual news. warfare uh, to- yeah. uh friday spiritual warfare friday really is what it is mm-hmm. uh i'd like the mr engineer to play a clip of dana white from the ufc he wants to encourage people to watch the movie sound of freedom mr engineer can you play the clip Mr. Engineer. Hey, everybody. I'm Dana White. There's a new movie out called The Sound of Freedom, and it's about human trafficking. More importantly, the trafficking of children. This is a horrific issue that's happening all around the world, and it's not getting better. It's getting worse. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give any of my UFC employees that want to see this movie free tickets to go see, and I would like to encourage other executives to do the same at their company. Here's Mel Gibson with some more information on the sound of freedom. One of the most disturbing problems in our world today is human trafficking, and particularly the trafficking of children. 
Now, the first step in eradicating this crime is awareness. Go see Sound of Freedom. Thank you, Mel. Thank you, Dana, yeah. for putting out that and being uh, for your courage for exactly. putting out uh, this uh, this soundbite for the Sound of Freedom film, which yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. Let me connect it to it's what's phenomenal. going on. Let me connect it to what's going on right now. Yes, I've got a telegram. It's, there's a breaking um, news story. Mm-hmm. It says the Senate GOP has released a powerful new video on how Joe Biden has created the largest child trafficking ring in the United States history. Over 85,000 kids that have come from across the border uh, are missing under Joe Biden. Uh, again, please share yeah, this they can't video. Trace. Across, yeah. They don't have birth certificates. They don't have anything to trace their who they are. You watch so this that's... video, you can see Joe Biden's probably part of this whole cabal of child trafficking. So. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to Why, another. Let's yep. move on to another yep. person that needs our prayer. Her name's yes. Megan Fox. Yep. Th- this is what Hollywood does to young people. That oh, I want to be rich and famous, mm-hmm. and I want to make a lot of money. Megan Fox is Exhibit A mm-hmm. of what Hollywood does to a young people. Here's a couple of things that I do know about her. She's a celebrity. She got famous for that movie, I guess. Uh, Expendables. Trans- Expendables and Transformers. Oh, no, no, no? Transformers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Transformers. Recently, she admitted to being a witch, and she appeared to, th- to threaten and perform a carcass-eating ritual after she was accused of child abuse by uh, Robbie Starbuck. What else do we know I know, know we, did, we did a, uh, you know, uh, a segment on her a while back, yeah. but it, there was just things that she looked like she was involved in oh, but now yeah. this is confirmed she's now, now self-admitted being a witch yeah what's mm-hmm. the next thing we know about her so yes megan fox she admits to being a witch appears to threaten to perform the carcass eating ritual we just mentioned that so in, in this in a recent interview uh with the british glamour actress megan fox revealed that she and her fiance recording artist uh uh, Machine Gun Kelly performed rituals and even drank each other's blood during their engagement. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's uh, a satanic ritual yep, which she that was participating in. Absolutely, it is. What else do we know about her? Megan mm-hmm. Fox admits uh, th- that Hollywood actors, not just her, mm-hmm. she says that other Hollywood Hollywood actors drink human blood in satanic rituals. Guess what? Why do I believe her? Hmm. Mm-hmm. She said this, it's just a few drops, but yes, we do, we actors, we do consume each other's blood on occasion for ritual purposes. What ritual? Hmm, Are those Christian rituals? No. Mm -hmm. The only blood uh, blood I'm going to drink is the blood blood of of Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. That's a (laughs) satanic ritual, what she's doing. Mm -hmm. And she says this, why do they do this? It's used for a reason and it's controlled. Yeah. The reason is because... It's a blood sacrifice to Satan, and what they're doing is they're uniting themselves with a demon. What right. else do we know about her? Right. Uh, news occult politics, Satanist tyranny. Megan Fox admits to being a witch drinking blood and dresses th- three sons as girls. Wow. She dresses her three sons as girls. She's Are trying to transgender me? her three boys. Can wow. you imagine that? Yep. Well, they, you know, that comes from Satan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what else do we know about her? Okay. So Robbie Starbuck, I guess from Starbucks, mm-hmm. after he accused the Transformer star of forcing her sons to wear girls clothes, which, by the way, is condemned mm-hmm. in the book of Deuteronomy. 
she said this. So she blurted out when she got outed by uh, by Roger Starbuck. Mm-hmm. Megan Fox said this. You blanked with the wrong witch. So in other words, she admitted in a in an emotional outburst that she's a witch. Mm-hmm. She admitted it. Mm-hmm. What else yeah, do we know? Nation. What else do we know about uh, uh, this rich and famous uh, yeah. young lady? Yeah, uh, Megan Fox has revealed that she suffers from body dysmorphia, and that's that's called it, that's a, a disorder that leads people to spend lots of time focusing on their physical appearance to the point to point out all flaws. They want a perfect body. In yeah, other words. perfect body. You know, look yeah. at me, look at me. Yeah, that, that's we. That used to be called narcissism mm-hmm. just like demons look at me look at me and, and it's funny um i was talking to a young seminarian yesterday he goes you know mr romero i was really into working out and i like working out and it's a good thing but you know he goes realistically our bodies are going to fall he's a young guy too our bodies are going to fall apart and decompose he goes i'm waiting for the glorified body and i can't get that in a gym <laughs> i said you know what <laughs> it, it was uh i said you're a smart young man mm-hmm. he goes yeah you know i like working out don't get me wrong but mm-hmm. people just spend like two three hours in the gym our bodies yeah, are going to die and decompose that's... fall apart he goes we, the only body that I want is that glorified body yeah. that Jesus is going to give me one day. Right, right. So, yeah, he just put things in perspective. I think more than an hour is crazy. Yeah, I, th- I, uh, I just, I just yeah. can't fathom that. Yeah, you know, I need to go, move on and, and yeah. get the and day started. Get the day started. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, also, Fo- Megan Fox, uh, she didn't hesitate to open up about her mental health. That doesn't surprise right. me. That she has mental health issues. Yeah, and what did she do? She admitted that she has more insecurities than people would think by judging from her appearance. She said, yeah, I have body dysmorphia. Fox told the British uh, GQ style. She, quote, I have a lot of deep insecurities. Quote, we may look at somebody and think, that person's so beautiful. Their life must be so easy. They most likely don't feel that that way about themselves, end quote. Yeah. Before posing before, well, just she... Oh, obviously, uh, she yeah. poses like that. Yeah. She posed nude before GQ, confessing her dysmorphia. So uh, Fox decided to surprise her more than 16.9 million followers on Instagram with a radical makeover. And look at what she says here. Look what she said. Look, here's, this is yep. key. Yeah. Again, remember, sometimes in moments of, you know, you let your guard down, you yeah. admit things. Like she admitted. Yeah. You right. blank with the wrong witch. Look kinda, what she says it's here. It's kind of bragging. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. A sense. They've been wanting to yeah. say it. They're just or like, this is the, tough. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So look at what she said. She, so she dyed her hair blonde. And mm-hmm. when she did that. In this interview with GQ, what did she say? She said, this is what the devil's daughter looks like, ah, end quote. She mm-hmm. called herself the devil's daughter. Mm-hmm. I guess she's preparing for some new movie called yeah, appar- Johnny and Clyde. Yeah, pe- yeah. apparently she changed uh, her and dyed her hair blonde here's, for her role in the movie Johnny yeah, and Clyde. Here's it's the supposed po- to be Bonnie and right. Clyde. Here's the point that I'm making. Uh, she called herself the devil's daughter. Guess what? She wasn't joking. Yeah. By the way, Megan Fax also has tat- 20 tattoos on her body. She has a tattoo of a snake on her yeah, torso. Yeah. What's the snake? Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The demon of insecurity yeah. has infiltrated her body. Okay, we'll be back. We're going to talk about the history of Satanism in this country. Yeah. Stay with us. Pray for us. Holy Pause with Our Lady. Are the 
We're back. We're going to be talking about something dark. Yeah, very dark. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the history of Satanism in this country, the way it came from Europe. It is dark. Yes. Uh, so I just want to just say, uh, say a quick uh, Hail Mary. Ave Maria, gracia plena, dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus frutus ventris tu, Jesus. Santa Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostri. Amen. In nome di Patris, Filii, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. So this is right from the history website. This is on yes. Satanism. So the first thing we're going to talk about is Satanism. Satanism mm-hmm. is a modern, largely non-theistic religion based on literary, artistic, and philosophical interpretations of the central figure of evil. It wasn't until the 1960s in San Francisco that an official Satanic church was formed by Anton LaVey here in the U.S. Prior to the 20th century... Satanism did not exist as a real organized religion, but was commonly claimed as real by Christian churches. These claims surfaced particularly when persecuting other religious groups during events like the Inquisition, various witch hysterias in Europe and colonial America and the satanic panic of the 80s. Okay, History Channel says about who is Satan. Who is Satan? Now, this isn't a Catholic yeah. source. This yes. is a secular source. So some of it not be... Let me correct some things as we go yeah. on the way. Yeah. So the popular image of Satan is, is a horned red demonic human figure with a pointy, a, a pointy, a pointy. Pointy, pointy tail and sometimes hooves. To Christians, sinners are sent to this domain, hell after death. Hell is described as an underground world dominated by fire and sadistic demons under Satan's command. Satan's first appearance wasn't in Christianity. He began as the Zoroastrian devil figure of Angra, uh, Menu, who, or Abraman, which opposed the Zoroastrian creator God and tempted humans. Yeah, so this predates Christianity, yeah. Zoroastrianism. Yeah. Satan is later portrayed in Jewish Kabbalism, which, pre- repre- which presents him as a demon who lives in a demonic realm. Yeah, Jewish Kabbalism is Jewish mysticism. It's a Jewish heresy. It's mm-hmm. not mainstream Judaism. And that's where um, uh, we've mentioned that Ma- Madonna's, Madonna's part, part of, of this. It. And many other actors, yeah. but her, she's one, like, yeah, one of the primary ones. Right. The name Satan first appeared in the, in the book of Numbers in the Bible, used as a term describing defiance. The character of Satan is featured in the book of Job as an accusing angel. In the Apocryphal book of Enoch, written in the first century B.C., Satan is a member of the Watchers, a group of fallen angels. The, troop, the, the term Watchers mean, that means mm-hmm. demons that always just watch us. Mm-hmm. That's all they do is just observe the human race. They call mm-hmm. them Watcher spirits. Later established as a nemesis of Jesus Christ in the New Testament, the final book of the Bible, Revelation, depicts him as the ultimate evil. It's the Christian figure of Satan that Satanism directly references. Sin is an anti-hero. In, in his 14th century poem, Inferno, Catholic uh, poet and philosopher Dante captured centuries of Christian belief by portraying Satan as an evil monster. But the romantics of the 17th century recast him as an admirable and magnetic rebel, an anti-hero defying God's authoritarianism. John Milton's epic in 1667 poem, Paradise Lost, is the pivotal text for establishing this interpretation in creative works. William Godwin's 1793 treatise called An an, an Inquiry Concerning Political Justice, quote, later gave Milton depiction 
political legitimacy. The most enduring satanic symbol was created by occult author Eliphas Levi. Levi describes him as a horned goat deity, Baphomet, the one that's used by the Temple of Satan today in, mm-hmm. in uh, Denver uh, and, and um, Detroit, Michigan. It's their headquarters. In his 1854 book called Dogma and Ritual, which linked Baphomet with Satan, uh, probably a French misinterpretation of Muhammad, Baphomet was a deity of the Knights Templar, were accused of worshiping in the trials in the 14th century. There's a picture of him. He's got mm-hmm. a goat's head. Uh, the horns. He's got women's breasts. He's got a male torso. Uh, he's got bat, bat wings. Hideous. Yeah, he's he's, he's got hooves. He's got hooves. Uh, he also got uh, on his yeah. on his forearm. He has a Freemasonic uh, tattoo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, "Dissolve and Rebuild," mm-hmm. which is basically "Build Back Better." Okay. Well, S- yeah. Let's talk about the Satan. Satan in the 19th century. The first half of the 19th century or the last half or the last half of the 19th century saw a resurgence in the view of Satan as anti-hero. This was thanks to the works of like Italian poet Glossu Gorducci's anti-papal quote hymn to Satan end quote and William Blake's illustrations for Paradise Lost in 1888. In his, his own book, The Marriage of Heaven and Hell, Blake presented Satan as a messiah. Around the same time, Theosophical Society founder Madame Blavatsky wrote about Satan as a commendable insurgent offering humans, humans wisdom. Artists in the decadent movement like Felician Rops placed satanic imagery in paintings influenced by writers like Baldari and Poe. Satan was also employed in writings from a socialist leaders like Mikhail Bakunin. And Karl Marx. And Solinsky. <laughs> and Solinsky. Yeah. Polish author Stanislaw. Um, Forget the last name. Yeah, Przewinsky. <laughs> wrote two books about Satan in 1897, one fiction and one nonfiction. Um, Prez- Stanislaw. Przewinsky. Przewinsky. Satan was an Antichrist, anarchist, with a comprehensive philosophy that was similar to modern Satanism. Stanislaw, the same guy, the Pravinsky, young acolytes called themselves Satan's kinder. So here's where it really, uh, here's where Satanism really explodes because uh, the devil doesn't want to be known. He's invisible. He's a spirit. He doesn't. And he wants to Mm. stay in the background. Mm -hmm. But little by little, throughout the course of time, as time gets more evil, uh, now he's starting to become uh, more obvious, and he's starting to. Be, he's well, starting I don't to, even think he's obvious anymore. He's there. Yeah, he's right. Out, he's right out. now. He's out completely. There's, I mean, the Temple of Satan. Yeah. I mean, it's, the Church it's of out. Satan. The Church of Satan. Yeah, say, satanic there. after school programs. Yeah, now you know he's out. Yeah, this is he's um, completely out. And but, we know there's only two camps. Yeah, and we see in the transgender movement. Uh, LGBTQ, he's all over the transgender all movement. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but here's where he started coming out. Yes. Here, here's the the reference point. Yeah. He was right. hidden in all these writings. People were talking about the satanic figure, yep. Poe and mm-hmm. Milton and, and Zoroastrians. But here's yeah. where it started. Yeah. Aleister Crowley. In fact, yes. there's songs. Led Zeppelin sings songs about and Black Sabbath yep. about Aleister. Yep. I didn't yep. know who he was when I used to hear the music yep. back in the set. Who's this guy they're talking yeah. about? So Aleister Crowley, he was a legendary occultist. He viewed Satan symbolically. His 1913 poem, A Hymn to Lucifer, 
celebrated the devil as the provider of soul and rebellion to the universe. Crowley's ideas were influential in Satanism. Mm -hmm. One offshoot from Crowley's crowd was the German group Frater Fraternitas Saturni in 1926. Mm. Its founder, another Satanist, Gregor A. Gregorius, he wrote Satanic Magic, which borrowed heavily from the Romantics and adopted Satan within the group's astrological system. Fraternitas Saturni still exist. Yeah, it's a satanic group that's here. Mm -hmm. It's only in the U.S. It's not as big as the Temple of Satan. What, they, isn't that a fraternity? Yeah, frater fraternity of Satan. Fr yeah, or something? fraternity of Sa Saturn. 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 Okay. Which Saturn. again, they're 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 astrologists mm -hmm. and Satanists. Yeah. So Fraternitas Saturni still exists, and Gregorius, uh, who's uh, the founder, he's a, he was a Satanist. Mm -hmm. His writings have been used in, sat in Satanist practice up until the very day. Now here's where it explodes right yeah, here. Yeah, it explodes right here with Anton LaVey. Sometime between 1957 and 1960, Anton LaVey, a former uh, carnival worker and musician, held night classes in the occult. Regular attendees eventually formed the Church of Satan. These sessions were mostly discussion-based, but on April 30th, 1966, the group formalized as the Church of Satan, and the meetings became more ritual-based, incorporating theatrics, costuming, and music. LaVey became known as the Black Pope. The Church's early recruiting efforts included, included the short-lived Topless Witches, Review nightclub show featuring Susan Atkins, who would later join the Manson family. Wow. wow. Ooh, wow. Yeah. And you could see there's a picture of him. He, he He's acting like a priest. They got candles. He's sitting on like a presider's chair. Yeah. He's got black, like, it looks like black vestments. And a, a cup, and a, like a chalice. It looks like a chalice. I he's got a, a, a cape like that God looks God. like a cope. Yep. Mm -hmm. He's got the white collar yes. with the black, black shirt. shirt. Mm -hmm. So he's, he, he's trying to... Yep. Mm -hmm. imitate, imitate and he's trying to imitate and mock mm -hmm. a Catholic priest right, and the Catholic right. religion because right. these guys know that the one true faith started by Jesus Christ is a Catholic church. Well, that's interesting. Uh, Susan Atkins, I, she was part of connected uh, Aunt, Anton LaVey's, uh, you know, the, the she was part the, of the Manson family, yeah, the, the Manson family, yeah, and she was part of Anton LaVey's church. Yeah, she started there and then became right. Yeah. Later joined the Manson family. Right. So, but, and the Mansons were also Satanists. I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't know that he had any contact with this uh, LaVey guy because mm -hmm. the Mansons were out in Simi Valley and mm -hmm. LaVey was in San Francisco, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. uh, who knows? I'm sure they knew of each other. Yeah. If yeah. not know, know each other yeah. well. Here's the next point where it starts getting, it starts exploding as well. The Satanic Bible. LaVey's Satanic Bible was published in 1969, bringing together LaVey's personal mix of black magic and occult concepts secular philosophy and rationalism and anti-Christian ridicule into essays stressing human autonomy and self-determination in the face of an indifferent universe. The Satanic Bible gave the church a national reputation and served as a strong vehicle for its significant growth. And now, and now all these other, other uh, Satanic groups that are breakoffs from them, yeah. they also use the Satanic Bible as well. Okay, the, you the, know that that Bible wasn't written only by him. There yeah, was yeah. he had other writers. Yeah. Who were the ghost writers of this? Who already had it ready? Yeah, think about it. Right, that's a lot to change. Yeah, and I'm sure a Bible. That's 
And I'm sure there was also a lot of automatic writing yes. involved. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which, which, yep. which yep. automatic writing is when a demon basically yep. takes control of your mm-hmm. hand and your mind, and, and your hand is just like writing, writing, just like a machine. Yeah. But it's a demon that's writing using your hand and your yep. mind to put put the thoughts down. Yeah. So I'm sure that was also written yeah. with if, automatic writing. And, and no pun intended. No, you know, no physical ghost writers, but yeah, <laughs> exactly. be a ghost writer. Yeah. You know? Wow. You know. So Herbert Salone, <sighs> Saloni? Yeah. Uh, Sloan, yeah. Sloan, Sloan, yeah. Okay. Who was an Ohio barber and part-time spiritual medium, Herbert Sloan claimed in 1969 that he started the first Satanist organization, the Our Lady of Endor Coven of the Ophite Ophite. Cultus Sathanas in 1948. Sloan described this group as focused on the metaphysical Which as- means supernatural. Yeah, aspects of Satan offered service, communion, and coffee and donuts socializing afterward. To compete with LaVey's offerings, he added naked women to the meetings. So here's another Satanist wow. that, that, that erupted in the scene. Yeah, competing with Anton LaVey. Come to my church. That <laughs> sounds like Protestants. <laughs> yeah, denominations here. Denom- Satanic denominations. Yeah, yeah, come to my church. No, come to mine. Yeah. I have Yeah, I we're, have. we're talking about the history of Satanism as yes. it came from Europe to America. Uh, we'll go one more segment. Then we got some four segments. Hey, we're going to give you some action items, tools on how to fight back. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. Yeah. Holy Paws from the Queen of the Universe. Your beauty and your grace are the bright new dawn. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. you hold us in your arms. Welcome back, family. Hey. You are... With Jesse and Anita. Yep. This Spiritual is the, Warfare. This is July, the precious blood of Jesus yes, month. Yes. So as we continue talking about the history of Satanism, I'm yes. going to say, most precious blood of Jesus, fall upon us, protect us, yes. and keep us safe. Amen. Amen. So here's the history of uh, Satanism, and, and now we're, it's moving into America. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's the next uh, Satanic group that erupts right after we talked about Anton LaVey, Herbert Sloan. Uh, there's uh, there's some others not mentioned. Michael mm-hmm. Aquino, mm-hmm. the, ten, uh, the the, the Lucian Greaves. But here's another one called the Order of the Nine Angels. Yeah, the Order of the Nine Angels formed in England in the 1970s to practice an occult-focused Satanism and the more recent Joy of Satan, which wraps UFO conspiracies and anti-Semitism into their Satanism. Now, Satanists are like Protestants in terms of Mm. Uh, denominations, schisms. <laughs> yeah. So as the Church of Saint grew in size, internal rifts developed, leading some members to split off and start their own branches of Satanism. Mm-hmm. One expelled church member, Wayne West, formed the first occultic church of man in 1971. Newsletter editor Michael Aquino, who was an army intelligence officer. Yeah, we just mentioned him earlier. Yep. He left... Um, um, Anton LaVey's church to form the Temple of Set in 1975 Mm. and plenty of others followed him. As proof of Satanism's growth, the U.S. Army included the faith, the Satanic faith, in its manual for chaplains under religious requirements and practices, close quote, beginning in 1978. As a matter of fact, when he died, he committed suicide. Yes. Michael Aquino. That's how he, he died. Mm-hmm. Gun, I think, gun to gun his to, mouth. Yep. Mm-hmm. The next decade brought in newer denominations like the Luciferian Children of Satan, 
founded by Marco Dimitri in Italy in 1982. Dimitri was convicted, surprise, surprise, mm -hmm. of child abuse. Ah, oh, but later was cleared. Hmm. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you had uh, satanic prosecutors. Yep. Later, satanic mm. groups include the Order of the Left Hand Path, a New England group founded in 1990. New Zealand. New Zealand, oh, New Zealand thank you. That mix Satanism with Nietzschean philosophy and the Satanic Reds. The Satanic Reds formed in 1997 in New York wow. and combined Satanism with socialism and love crack. Lovecraftian concepts, a subgenre of horror fiction. Mm -hmm. So we get into the satanic uh, panic. In the 1980s, satanic panic saw Christian fundamentalists push the idea that satanic cults were systematically abusing children in rituals and committing widespread murder and successfully convince the general public through sensational news coverage. By the way, I just yeah. that, that this is from the History Channel. I agree. I, I agree. With these Protestants. I, uh, mm -hmm. What they did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now we're seeing it more with sound. They're bringing it to light. Something that yeah. was in the darkness. Somebody that uh, people yeah. that didn't even uh, broach that and wouldn't conceive that. I'm going to prove to you that Satanism is involved in child sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. The biggest uh, country involved in child sex traffic, trafficking is Mexico. Okay, that the, the facts are in because of the mm -hmm. movie Sound of Freedom. Eduardo yeah. Verasig and all the other experts that have been studying this for seven, eight years. Mm -hmm. Tim Ballard. Mexico is ground zero, zero for satanic sex, child sex trafficking. Well, guess what? Who runs this, the sex trafficking uh, business out there? The seven cartel families. Guess what? The seven cartel families. Do they go to daily mass? Do they? No, they're all <laughs> Satanists. All of them worship Satan. They're mm -hmm. part of a religion called La Santa Muerte. Yep. So Satanists run and operate the largest international diabolical sex trafficking uh, movement in the world. So this article from the History Channel, uh, they yes. smeared them. They're, they just lied. The History mm -hmm. Channel just lied. Yep. They, in fact, are Satanists are involved in this. Yes. But, of course, the History Channel, you know, a little yep. bit PC. Yeah. But we'll continue. What else yep. did the History Channel say? said, Christian groups typically rep misrepresented the church's beliefs and practices in order to fabricate a real-world real villain behind the conspiracy for the media. Another lie. Another, Another lie. lie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. th they're not fabricating anything. No, no. We're and, just reading their own works. Yeah, and, and who are the, the customers, number one customers for child trafficking? The U.S. The U.S. We rich, are rich liberals. Yep. Yep. Rich liberal Americans. Yep. Serial killer Richard Ramirez... When finally captured in 1985, claimed to be a Satanist, employing sa satanic symbolism to his book and claiming to know LaVey, adding fuel to the fire of the panic. LaVey claimed they had briefly met in the streets in the 1970s, but Ramirez had never set foot in the church. The panic es escalated with satanic ritual abuse becoming a standard aspect of high-profile cases like the McMartin School in California. These criminal cases featured a consistent lack of evidence and alleged coercion on the part of child psychologists pushing the conspiracy theory. The zeal of the fundamentalists led to few, if any, investigations or prosecutions of actual Satanists. Most of the victims of the frenzy were other Christians. It's just hard to, yep. to sustain a, a conviction when you have when you've got a bunch of children. Yep. Mm -hmm. Because it's easy. It's once again they're just afraid. 
And but, it's easy to manipulate them. An adult psychologist say, when you get on the witness stand, you say this, you better not say this. Yeah. And so God will be, God will, all these child molesters got one more court date. Mm-hmm. It's before the tribunal of Jesus and, Christ. And, and remember, there are Satanists in, in, that are higher ups. Oh, in, yeah. You know, judiciary. Chiefs of police, governments, yeah, congressmen, senators. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely. You know, that's what we're fighting also against. Yes. The internal. So the post LaVey Church of Satan, the Church of Satan weathered the satanic panic of the 80s and 90s with LaVey keeping a calm and low profile despite media attention. But the group faced challenges after LaVey's death in 1997. And by the way, when he died, he was screaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was screaming in horror. Uh, he was saying, no, no, I served you. Why are you doing this to me? I, why? And people saw him dying. Mm-hmm. So apparently he was being attacked by demons as he was dying. And he was afraid uh, uh, to go to hell saying, why are you doing this to me? I served you. I served you. So he died in sheer horror. Mm-hmm. So the leadership went to LaVey's partner, Blanche Barton, after a legal battle with his children. In 2001, Barton appointed author and church member Peter Gilmore as high priest and his wife, church administrator Peggy Nadramia as high priestess. Gilmore's controversial claims that the Church of Satan members were the only true Satanists led to a new wave of exoduses that saw departing church members creating their own satanic offshoots. Okay, let's talk about Luciferianism. Former Order of the Nine Angels member and heavy metal musician Michael Ford formed the Greater Church of Lucifer in 2013, opening the first public satanic temple in Houston two years later. The the GL, GCL, Greater uh, Church of Lucifer, follows many Levian uh, principles with touches of the occult and has chapters in other countries. The Satanic Temple, the most successful result of church divisions, is the Satanic Temple. Mm-hmm. It first gained attention in 2013 with a satirically uh, a satirical satirical rally against Florida Governor Rick Scott, mm-hmm. but grew into a more organized group quickly. Co-founders Lucian Greaves and Malcolm Jerry uh, characterized the temple's creation as a reaction to the Church of Satan's inability to manifest itself into a real-world relevant organization. Calling itself a non-theistic religion, embracing the devil as a symbolic form of rebellion in the tradition of Milton, the temple devoted itself to political action focused on the separation of church and state, religious equality, and reproductive rights. Mm. The satanic te- these are the guys, the knuckleheads mm-hmm. that came to Scottsdale. Yep. The satanic temple gained notoriety through two attempts to have a statue of Baphomet, who reject, rebuke, and renounce in Jesus' name, and go to the foot of the cross yes. that Jesus Christ may do with you as he will. wills, uh, by having a statue of this demon god legally placed on two state capital grounds. Once in Oklahoma in 2015 and in Arkansas in 2018, in reaction to government's sanctioned Ten Commandments uh, monuments. Yeah, the temple launched a physical location in Salem, Massachusetts, in 2016, and 2016, and was recognized as a religion by the U.S. government in 2019, receiving tax-free status. It has grown to include about 20 temple across North America and has the focus of Penny Lane's acclaimed 2019 documentary, Hail Satan, which is credited for giving Satanism its highest profile yet. So these are probably the most active Satanists right now. The last ones that we just, the the last ones that we just mentioned right now, the temple Mm -hmm. of Satan. Uh, A lot of them are young. They're fairly young. A lot of them are highly educated. I know Lucy and Greaves is a Harvard graduate. They got, you know, they get those junk degrees like gender studies and queer studies. But they're educated, mm, and they're very nevertheless. Poli- yeah, they're politically active. <laughs> yeah, 
And the Satanic Temple, one of the things that I've read recently is that they said uh, most of our members are transgender. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. that's the first thing I've read. Lucien Gris admits most of our members are transgender. Something else I've heard him say recently, he says, we're going to do everything in our power to make transgender, the transgender movement normal in America, normalize it. So they're politically active on that front. Yeah, well, they're doing a good job because yeah. now these transgenders are competing in girls' sports. Yep, and Lucy and Greaves is They're making all- a, a huge, huge headway, I mean, dent in, in, in society. Yes, they, they are. are. Yeah. Well, with the help of this administration. There you go. Let's, that- let's add that. Yeah, we have gonna, a, yeah. a, a progressive, modernist, um, evil regime yeah, right. in the United States of America called right the, now. Called the, the Brandon administration. The Brandon administration. The Bra- oh, did I say Brandon? Yeah. Let's it, go. Let's go. <laughs> so. Did I say that? Yeah. The, the Temple of Satan has stated mm-hmm. that they're also going to make sure that abortion, reproductive rights, mm-hmm. it becomes normalized in all 50 yep. states. Mm-hmm. So they're politically active on the transgender issue and on the abortion issue. And they're basically the spiritual arm of the Democrat Party. You know, you said the abortion issue. Well, you know, the FDA just passed. I just read it. Uh, the the pill that that, you know, that that's it's approved. The kill the abortion. pill. Yeah, the kill pill. The, kill the, pro, pill. the abortion pill. Yeah. It's uh, it's we're we, we're in for a big uh, fight, people. But yeah. guess what? We're ready we have our lady and our Lord on our and Lord Michael. on our side. Yep, we're ready. We have the victory. We're ready for this fight. Yes, amen. Bring it. We're ready. Bring it. Yep. Hey, the come, next, Lord Jesus, come. come. Hey, the next topic. Bring your beautiful mother with you. Next topic, we want to talk about the Saint Michael the Archangel Angel, chapter. Yes. In fact, I'm going to go get yes. my, the, my Saint Michael rosary. Yes. To show it to you. We'll be back. We are back in our last segment. Boy, this hour is going flying by. Holy hour of power. Yes, that's what it is. Hey, we want to tell you about a special weapon that Holy Mother Church has given us. She gives us a lot of weapons, but this one is called the uh, St. Michael, uh, the Archangel Chaplet. This yeah, is the way it St. looks St. Michael like. Chaplet. St. Yes. Michael Chaplet. So the Chaplet of St. Michael, the Archangel, is also called the Rosary of the Angels. It's a chaplet resulting from a reported private revelation by the Archangel Michael to the Portuguese Carmelite nun, Antonia de Astonaco. And uh, the chaplet was approved by Pope Pius IX, and he's venerable Pius IX, yep. in 1851. Uh, St. Michael has promised the following benefits to those who would pray, often the nine special invocations to the nine choirs of angels to honor him and to glorify God. And here's what happens when you pray the chaplet. You want to share that, babe, with everybody? Yeah, this is what happens. An angel from each choir will accompany you as you approach Holy Communion. And along with St. Michael, holy angels will provide continual assistance during your lifetime. After death, you will be delivered from purgatory. 
these benefits and blessings are extended to your direct family. Mm. Ever since I found this out, I started praying it on a daily basis. Something else that we could share with them. Something. Yeah. So let's say the, the St. Michael Chaplet was recommended by Guess Who with mm. Saint. Drum Saint, roll, please. Mm, yeah. Saint Padre Pio wow. to all of his spiritual children and to those who were suffering from temptations. All of us. Yep. All of us. That's all of us. Everybody. We are his spiritual yeah. children. Yep. Absolutely. It can be prayed daily or anytime and especially recommended on the following feasts. Number one, the apparition of St. Michael the Archangel. You want to pray, pray. That's That's May 8th. Archangels Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael, September 29th. The Holy Guardian Angels, that's October 2nd. Archangel St. Raphael, October 24th. And on Tuesdays, because, you know, we always, the, the church has a devotion. And Tuesdays is a devotion to the Holy Angels. Mm. So that's one of the days that you want to do it. At least, if you don't do it uh, every day, at least on Tuesdays, because that's a devotion. You know, Mondays is the Holy Souls. Wednesday is St. Uh, uh, St. Joseph's. The Tuesday is a Saint. Yeah, Saint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we have, you know, devotion, daily devotions. So, com- so it's, it. you know, we recommend that you commence a novena to complete the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary on October 7th also. Uh, the Chaplet of, of St. Michael is a powerful way to call upon St. Michael, the Archangel, along with the nine choirs of angels, especially in acts of spiritual warfare. There you go. This powerful chapel is designed to call upon St. Michael and all the nine choirs of angels to engage the battle with you. Here's here's where I saw it. That's what we want. Because we're attacked by what? Many different temptations. Exactly. And and, And, and here's the first time I saw this in action. mm -hmm. And then we'll talk about how these different demons attack us. Uh, Yes. We... We know that demons can tamper with technology. We all mm-hmm. know that that's established by yes. every exorcist that you talk to. So in, in 2019, my wife and I, we traveled over to Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. We were going to go through what was called Liber Cristo training with Father Chad Ripperger and his team. And uh, at, at, right before we were going to start the first talks, and there was a bunch of priests there, a bunch of lay people there. We all had, we all had our notepads and our pens and we're ready to study. Father Ripperger is about to start lecturing. And what happens? All the electrical power went down in the hotel. All of it. All the lights, the wall outlets, all the electrical equipment went down. Now, Dr. Dan was there. He was one of the, he was one of the lecturers. He said, I remember, he, he was right next to me. He said, this is the enemy messing with us. Let's pray the St. Michael's Chaplet. So Dr. Dan Schneider pulled out this rosary i remember he pulled it out (laughs) and uh and he began he led us in prayers and guess what as you know and i I didn't know the prayers but i just repeated what i heard what what without hearing him say at that time at that time yeah as soon as we finished i would probably say about five seconds after all the lights and electrical equipment in the hotel came on now i know some of you are going to say come on that's just a coincidence well it was about as much of a coincidence as the bulb exploding in the movie Nefarious. Remember when Dr. James Martin was mm-hmm. interviewing the serial killer, Edward Brady? Yeah. As Dr. James Martin was talking and the demon Nefarious was speaking through Edward Brady and a bulb behind them explodes. And Nefarious looks at the doctor and says, 
probably just a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, everything coming back on once we finish the chaplet to say uh, the, the, the St. Michael the Archangel chaplet, it was about as much of a coincidence as what happened in the movie Nefarious. Some of the, w- one of the reasons that we call upon St. Michael is because all of Christianity has designated him with some very important titles. Anita. Yeah, yeah. For example, the R- Russian Orthodox, they call him the chief commander. A military title. Mm-hmm. We Now we have the Eastern Orthodox. They call him the Supreme Commander. A military title. The Greek Orthodox calls him the highest general. Military. Mm-hmm. The Latin Rite, that's us. us, calls him the leader of the army of God. And so Michael is, is the only name I know that is rhetorical, has, that is a rhetorical question. Yeah, Michael's a question. Yeah, it's a Michael's question. Michael's a question. Yeah, it's a question. So In, in Hebrew, yeah. it's... Mikael. Mikael, I love that. Mikael, <laughs> which means that when you say Michael, it, yeah. what, you, what you're saying in Hebrew is, who is like yeah. God? Mm-hmm. It's wow. a, the word name, name Michael is a question. Yeah, it's a question. But it's a rhetorical because we know the answer. It's a rhetorical. Yes. Who is like God? The answer is, no one is like God. That, That's right. the answer. Yeah, there's now, only one God. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you one of the reasons also we should be praying this, uh, the St. Michael the Archangel Chaplet is because St. Michael the Archangel is one of the main nemesis mm-hmm. of Satan. Mm-hmm. So what's a nemesis? Satan has two chief nemesis, Our Lady and St. Michael. Mm-hmm. Those are the chief opponents mm-hmm. of Satan. Mm-hmm. A nemesis is a person that you cannot conquer. A nemesis is an opponent or a rival whom a person cannot best or never overcome. So Our Lady and St. Michael are the nemesis of Satan, along with other saints that we've discovered in times past, like, Mm -hmm. you know, St. Padre Pio is a nemesis, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, St. Faustina is a nemesis of Satan, Bartolo Longo. there's There's a whole history of them. Palau. Uh, Father blessed, Francis, but venerable. Francis, oh, yeah. is he venerable now? Ven- yeah, he's venerable. venerable oh, blessed, now? blessed, blessed. Blessed Francisco yeah. Palau. Yeah. Anita, how, yeah. Many, how many choirs or ranks or orders of angels do we have? Okay. We have a nine. There's nine choirs. So it seems that God has created various orders of angels. See, choir or order, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Order orders. I, I like to call them choirs. Sometimes I hear called yeah. ranks, too. Ranks, ranks. yeah. Uh, and sacred scripture distinguishes nine each groupings. It says seraphim, cherubim, thrones, dominions, powers, virtues, principalities, archangels, and angels. So Michael is in the archangel rank, the second lower choir. Mm-hmm. So the so that's where he's at, the last three, yeah. but in the second. Yeah. Choir. And the seraphim is believed to be the highest choir, mm-hmm. the most intimately united to God, mm-hmm. while the angelic choir is the lowest. That's the first rung of the ladder. Mm-hmm. Now, let me talk a little bit about the theology in these last two minutes of the St. Michael the Archangel chaplet. Yeah. As Catholics, we should incorporate or we should work in the St. Michael the Archangel chaplet, as they say in the world of medicine, PRN, as needed. As needed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Especially when you feel pushback from the enemy and uh, and you feel discouraged or you and your family feel mm-hmm. discouraged. Yeah. The St. Michael chaplet is very effective. It should be used as needed. That is when movement is needed quickly. You need like a quick mm-hmm. strike force. In military language, this is like a claymore mine used to halt the enemy's infiltration 
or when soldiers retreat, they blow up a bridge with C4 after they've crossed the bridge to prevent the enemies from attacking them. Since we don't know which choir of demons is attacking us or our family, the chaplet invokes each choir of angels to militate directly to the situation. So if we're up against a principality class demon that may be militating against our vocation or our children or our marriage, by invoking principalities as part of the chaplet, we often get some positive movement. And by asking for obedience, they bring that charism to the situation. Mm -hmm. Remember, angels go where they are called and demons go where they're not resisted. So the chaplet of St. Michael invites the nine choirs of angels in order, in that order from mm -hmm. nine to one. Mm -hmm. And they bring their gift, their strength, their charism, which is antithetical to the demon's temptation of whatever class of demon is operating against you, your marriage, your son, mm -hmm. your daughter, or your family. Mm -hmm. So the chaplet of St. Michael also invokes the three known archangels from the Holy Bible. Mm -hmm. So they engage as well and they come to our assistance as well. And who are they? Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel. Yeah. Those are the archangels mentioned in Scripture. Absolutely. The chaplet also fosters a greater devotion to our guardian angels and keeps him active and present to the situation at hand. Mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, the, the chaplet of St. Michael is a wonderful way to honor St. Michael the Archangel along with the other nine choirs of angels. As I pray this, I prayed this morning, as mm -hmm. I pray this prayer, yep. I see Our Lady on her throne yes. with, with her crown. And the and, angels and, and The angels are all, all around her. And yeah. as we do the first chaplet, the, I, see see, her, I see her going like this. And all Seraphim. the seraphims, boom, they come out like Cherubim. jets. They come like jets. Rose. Yeah, they come like jets <laughs> yeah, down to earth. They come down, here they come. Then boom, the boom, next boom. one, cherubim, I <laughs> see Our Lady going like this, yes. and I see them shooting out of heaven Cherub like jets, cherubim, cherubim. coming to yes. our assistance. So as, as I pray it, I can see Our Lady, yes. you the visualize Queen of Angels. It. Yes. You visualize it. And I'm you seeing know. her just like yep. just like if she's uh, you know, at, the, at the control tower. You yes, know, the, yes. The, the, uh, the, I got to call in. <laughs> yeah, like... By special forces yeah, now. Next, yeah, boom, next. next, boom. And and she's deploying these yeah. angels as we're praying by yes. rank from nine to one like jets, yep, like fighter jets to our location. Yeah, isn't that beautiful? Yeah. And that's why I prayed in the morning. Yeah. First thing in the morning, that's one of my uh, uh, devotions that I do because I've already done it. And it's I'm, I need the protection all day, especially being in ministry. We need to be protected, you and I. We have a so, lot of enemies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like this is the end of the segment. Yes. Oh. Family, we love you. We love you. God bless you. It was great being with you yes. again. And, and keep the faith, family. Hey, St. Padre Pio says, pray hope and don't worry. Worry is useless. God is merciful and God will hear your Amen. prayer. Yes. And remember, be holy or die trying. Go watch yep. the movie Sound of Freedom. Yep. And, uh, take and see a, you in San Pablo if yeah. you're anywhere nearby. In a few just hours. Just look on our website. It's there. In all a, the information. In a few hours, we'll see you in yeah, San Pablo, tonight California. and tomorrow. Hey. Tomorrow morning will be English. Up next, Gary Machuda, hands-on apologetics, coming to you from the Midwest Command Center. Remember, family, do not be afraid. We serve the Virgin Most Powerful, a 12-star general who has nine choirs, choirs of, of angels, angels at her disposal. Yes. Pray your rosary every day. Yes. Read your Bible every day. Yes. Unite your prayers to St. Michael and Our Lady. Absorb in our Lord. <laughs>